Praise the Lord, saints. We will begin with chapter 15 of John, verses 1 through 16. Jesus teaches about the vine and the branches. Jesus knew that his physical presence with his precious disciples would soon end. He also knew that these men would need clear understanding of their position with God, as well as what was expected of them. So he consciously filled their minds with pictures and ideas to help them survive the day, days to come. But these same lessons also provided vital resources for preparing future generations of disciples to grow in their faith. The grapevine is a plant, a single vine bears many grapes. In the Old Testament, grapes symbolizes Israel's fruitfulness in doing God's work of work on the earth. The prophets had written of Israel as God's vine, carefully planted and, and cared for. But the vine was a disappointment because it yielded only rotten fruits. That is, they refused to give him love and obedience. This is very graphic and poignant in Isaiah 5, 1 through 7, a passage Jesus seems to have drawn upon here. So also in Jeremiah 2, 2 and 21, 6, 9, Ezekiel 15, uh, chapters 5 through 10, Ezekiel 19, 10 through 14, Hosea 10, 1, 14, 7. Jesus with all, all, Jesus with all believers abiding in him is a true vine. The true fulfillment of God's plan for his people in Psalm 88 through 17. The new society of God's people, Christians, originates from Christ and is united to him as branches to a vine. God is a gardener, the cultivator of the vine and the branches. Believers both sincere and false are pictured here as the branches. The fruitful branches are true believers who by their living union with Christ produce much fruit. But this union can be broken. The Father cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. Amen? So if you're not producing fruit, you're bruised and must come off so the vine can, can continue to grow.
Those who become unproductive, those who turn back from following Christ after making a superficial commitment will be separated from the vine. Unproductive followers are as good as dead and will be cut off and tossed aside. Fruit is not limited to soul winning. In this chapter, answering prayer, joy, and love are mentioned as fruit. In Galatians 5, 22-24 and 2 Peter 1, 5-8, describe additional fruit explained as qualities of Christian character. In, in contrast, God prunes the branches that are not bearing the fruit, so they will produce more. Successful gardeners know that pruning, cutting back the branches, increasing fruit bearing, each spring vine dressing, cut back each vine to its root stock to enhance its fruitfulness since believers the fruit branches will be pruned meaning that God must sometimes discipline us amen to strengthen our character and faith but branches that don't bear fruit are cut away at the trunk and are completely discarded because they are worthless and often infect the rest of the plant. People who won't bear fruit for God or try to block the efforts of God's followers will be cut off from the life-giving power. Jesus' illustration here shifts to a different level. This pruning is spiritual. Taking away the contamination of sin. This verse indicates that the disciple has already been pruned because they have accepted the Lord's message. They were ready for greater fruitfulness, but not so with Jesus, the betrayer. He was not clean. Therefore, he was one of those branches that had been cut off. Believers are to remain in Jesus, the vine, and he will remain in you. Because it says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. That's Jesus talking. So we must remain in the Lord. A vine can't survive and produce voltage for a while after it has been severed, but it can, cannot produce fruit unless it is connected to a rootstock. And as Jesus has living dependence on the Father, so believers in Jesus need to have a living dependence on him, remaining for the disciples and for all the believers today means to make a constant movement by movement decision to follow Christ. Amen. His way is the right way. 
And we must not be passive believers. Don't just sit and remain until they die. Instead, we must be active. We have a lot to do. Amen? Now, each branch that continues to remain in the vine will produce much fruit. This fruit could be more new converts, verse 15.5, or the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, or both. The fruit of the Spirit displays in our lives should attract people to Jesus and therefore make them new members of God's vine. Jesus' emphasis here was not to dwell on the glaring inadequacies, but to remain us, to, is to remind us of the incom, incomparable adequacy that comes from our relationship with him. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Understand that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. So Christ has to be in it. Amen? Each branch does not continue to remain in the vine. It's removed from the vine. The branch seems physically attached, but it is not organically part of the plant because it does not participate in the life-giving flow of the vine. And I can remember when I was little, we had cut the rose bushes. And if you cut it wrong, it will die. So the pruning has to be done by God. You can't prune your own self. Amen. Sooner or later, that branch will drop off and have to be thrown away. Three traditional interpretations have tried to identify who these useless branches might represent. For some, these branches are true believers who lost their salvation because they were cut off from Christ. Two, for others, these burnt branches are Christians who will lose rewards, but not salvation on the day of judgment. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 3.15. But this is the probable not true because Jesus is speaking of dead branches. Amen? For still, others, these burnt branches refer to those Profession to be Christians who, like Judas, Iscariot, are not generally saved and therefore are judged. Jews, a disciple of Jesus, seemed like a branch, but he did not truly believe. Therefore, he was cut off. His fate was like that of a dead branch. Given John's concern to make committed disciples of the reader, and Jesus' goal to bring people into a continued relationship with him. This view provides a healthy balance. It continues the decision of destiny, of God's responsibility while preserving an emphasis on our responsibility to remain 
in the relationship. In any case, the verse is not so much aimed at creating discomfort and doubt as it is in teaching the importance of a daily connection with Christ. That, and that's the important thing. The important thing is having the right connection with Christ so we can grow. In the Bible, it says in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and opens the door, I will come and sup with he and he with me. What does that say? That is saying that Jesus wants a relationship with you. A daily relationship, a commitment, a consciousness of seeking him like never before. Amen. So allow Jesus to come into your life today. Allow him to show you the right way to go. Because you want to stay connected to the branch. Remember, God is a husbandman. Jesus is a vine. Jesus, uh, excuse me, Jesus is the branch. And we are the vine. So we must stay connected to him. So I pray that you're connected. And for those who are not, I pray, Lord, that you would open their eyes to see that you are their Savior. And that is no other way to go than, than your way. Which I know Christ is the way. He's the truth and he's the answer for you today. All you have to do is trust and obey and he will fix it for you today. Amen. God bless you.